Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin. And Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about if there's a best way to run your business. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays land flipping blueprint. Guys, if you're thinking about getting into this niche, you've got to check this out. We've taken all the knowledge we've gained through the years of consulting and the hundreds of clients and put it into this course. It's in an easy to follow video format. It's got all the contract scripts and forms that we use in our daily business, and everyone that joins gets a free one on one training with either myself or Justin. So, if you're interested in learning more, all you got to do is go to our website at casualfridaysrei.com, click on the training tab, check yourself out, and get started. Yo. What's up? Man, just coming live from Detroit Community College this week. <laughs> you're never going to drop that. I'm not. That guy can suck my... No, nah, I'm not going to start this show off this week like that. It's a... Uh, um, I need to start with a maybe a little public apology because I went on a little of a rant last week and you made me sound a lot better and a lot less raunchier than I really was and I do appreciate that. Um, I I got a I got some feedback that it sounded pretty bad and I'm like, damn, did he not edit it? <laughs> and so I went back and listened to it and I was like, oh no, he edited it really well. So you did an amazing job in editing it. I did drop quite a few f bombs and a few other choice words. So. <laughs> Uh, for those who have sensitive ears that listen to us, I do apologize if I hurt your sweet, innocent ears, um, but I will not apologize for being myself, mm-hmm. and I do thank you, sir, for cleaning that up for me. Well, I mean, well, you're welcome. I, I, we have, For anyone who thought it was bad, we also got a bunch of people who thought it was hilarious, yeah. so that's good. Um, I uh, will say I... When we did the show, uh-huh. I was laughing, and a day later, I was like, I wonder if he still feels that way. And then right before I launched, I was like, well, it's been two days. Let's see if he still wants to go with it. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think the caveat for me was when you said you let Sarah listen to it, and she was laughing but was like, well, you know. And I was like, well, she thinks that. And she's, I mean, she's okay with all she's that o- stuff, she, And she's okay with the type of wording I, I was using, and she's not to that and she was kind of hesitant i was just thinking my wife's gonna throw this on and poor dear Kason's gonna be in a back seat why daddy say this or why daddy say that so i uh i originally thought we'd cut into that part and just put in a warning there and then let it go live as it was but it's probably better that we did it the way you did it well, I forgot. To, I don't know if I told you, but Emily and Presley heard it being edited. Oh, God. And they were both like, why is there th- he's saying all that? <laughs> <laughs> Poor sweet Presley and Emily. I'm sorry, girls. But it's a, uh, you know, it's, I guess that's my opinion. In today's show, is there a best way to run the business? And I don't think it's like, we're going to tell you this is the best way because there are so many point of views on how to run your business and what to do, what scale looks like. Is it good to do this? Is it good to do that? That we kind of get lost in like, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. I mean, well, immediately when you said that, I started to think of where we were when yeah. we first started all this. Yeah. And we had that conversation earlier. I was looking at the cell board was what's an escrow on the sell side right now. And I was like, shit, if I saw this cell, if you told me this was possible, you know, six years ago when I'm selling Brewster County properties for three or 400 bucks an acre that I bought for 125 bucks an acre. And I see what, what I tell you that number was, was it two point, was it, Two million something. So, so two right at two million, million plus, in, yeah. yeah, two right at two million in escrow to sell right now. I was thinking, Jesus, I wouldn't have believed you because I was happy when I made five grand profit. Like I was like, Whoa, we're eating for a month. 
And so, and that, and that was because that's what my knowledge level was at that time. That's what my, that's what my excitement was. And that, and it turned me on and it was profitable. So in reality, the best way to run your business and keeping it 100% simple up front is to be profitable. Yeah. I actually remember one of your, I'm going to say first deals outside of Brewster County uh, was, uh, I think it was Washington. You bought it for like two or five and you sold it for 11 with an I, Oh no, that was, it was, it, you know, it was, like yeah, that. it bought for 2,500 bucks from a little old lady whose husband died, who got the land from their daughter in a divorce. I paid 2,500 bucks for it and I sold it for 16 grand to a guy that was on an oil rig in like Siberia. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the time, both of us, I think were like, Oh my God, that yeah. was huge. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> I'm rich. I'm rich. And that's the, that's the beauty of this. And I, and I, I wouldn't trade any of those wins for any of the stuff that we're going through today. They're different, but that's what made the journey. It, what it is, it, it's mm-hmm. what gets us excitement. And it's, what you know, there was some bumps and bruises along the way, but thinking about those little victories like that still get me excited and make me emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, you you couldn't have convinced me otherwise that uh, cash flow was the way to go back then, dude. You could I would have had to fight you on that, and that's and so versus cash flips and cash flow, I I get often I often get asked is like I'll have guys that'll turn down great terms deals, and they're like I just don't, I, I'm just gonna be a cash flipper though, and I'm like. They're giving you all your money plus 10% out. Like you have that up front after you paid everybody and you're generating a note for the next 10 years at 500 bucks a month. Go buy your wife a new car. That's, that's paying for it. It's free. You've done it. Congratulations. You've transferred wealth. So when we talk about perspective and what, what's best, so cash versus terms, what is better? I say both. I say, don't turn away being profitable. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I would say there, there's neither is better than the other. I think, Big cash injections help you along the way, yep. but on that same token, cash flow every month coming in, that's just straight up cash flow, that helps you out too. I can say that in the last three months, we've added about $2,000 in notes coming in a month. Um, and I think that's because I had to look at my books. It's two to $3,000 a month in notes coming in. That's just money that's passive now set up for the next eight to 10 years because on average, we're setting our notes up for 10. I think I have one that's 60 months or 72 months, something like that. So what does $3,000 a month look like to you for the next 10 years? Is that good or bad? I mean, I, I think we ask anybody, they're going to say, oh, it's not bad. I don't, and, and you ha- I think all in all, after everything was paid out, downs, commissions, and everything, I think I may have 10 grand in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Three months later, I'm caught back up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and you can all you go down this rabbit hole, too. Like, it's kind of what we, why we named the show what we did, because it's like, okay, well, now because we've gotten very deep and very big into subdivides. We've got the masterclass coming, right? So it's like, well, what's the better thing? Do you do subdivides or you continue to put out mail? we got some people putting out huge mail. <laughs> yeah. So that's two different things. What's, what's better to scale, you know, but let's talk about that because that has become a, it's become a hot topic. And since people know that we've been extremely turned on to that right now, that we're getting a lot of calls and ask about, well, you just business going at subdivides. No, it's just a tool to make more money. It's just a tool to be what? What do we say? Be profitable. Now, what does that do for us? Does does a subdivide allow is is it the end all be all is it the silver bullet or the magic bullet? No, it does say when a property comes in and it's an easy split, I can pay a little bit more for it or if I normally couldn't get that deal done because I don't buy unless it's 30% on a dollar, if I have to pay 50 cents on a dollar but I can force some appreciation, then I do it. That's the right thing to do because again, the business needs to be profitable. I think there's gonna you're gonna come across what excites you and what keeps you motivated the most is what the what the real like I guess answer is here because 
you're going to find a, and if there, if we weren't looking for an answer, but it's like, you're going to find whatever you like the most. And that's yeah. what somewhere along the line, that's what's, and that's, what's going to drive your business the next it's, X amount of years. Oh yeah. I, I, I would, when you said that my mind went to the type of girl you like and the type of girl I like, they may have some commonalities, but the girl we choose to spend, they're going to be totally different. They're, they they may both have brown hair. They both have brown eyes. One may be tall. One may be short. One may be busty. One may be, have big booty. I don't know. They're the, it's yeah, I like girl, but it may be a certain way. So yes, you like land, but your business may look a little bit different than mine or Adams because ours look different. Yeah, I mean we're <laughs> we're yelling at each other around the corner, each other every yeah. day, you know. Yeah, and that's and, and so as we kind of look at that, there's some other things that have been popping up lately, and one of the cool things about this time of year is taxes getting wrapped up. So we get a lot of feedback with actual numbers of what people did and what they sent out, like. Uh, had a guy earlier today. I think he sent out close to forty thousand pieces of mail, and his net profit was three hundred and forty grand. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. That's great. He focuses on bigger deals. He focuses on a few states, and he's killed it because that's what he started with, and he had a little bit more money to play with than the average person, and he's really grown from that. Yeah, yeah. I've been getting to talk to everybody that's interested in masterclass and learning their business and whatnot, and I've just been like, wow, there have been a lot of people who've done really good. Yeah, yeah and a lot of people have scale like. The, the scale of what they're doing too yeah. has grown exponentially. I mean, it's just been, it's been really eye opening and awesome. And it's just, it, it makes you feel good. Yeah. I, and you said a word there that I think has a couple different meanings to everybody out here. Scale. Mm-hmm. What does your land business look scaled up? And, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm not asking you like yeah. you, like Adam, what's your land business? I'm saying in, in general, those people that are out here, they think about scaling their business. They think of this big machine. Do they, Go throw out like we have guys that are going 50, 60, 70, 80,000, 90,000 pieces of mail this year. Is that scaling up? Is it hiring two or three acquisition managers on that piece of mail? Is that how their machines built? Is that what scale looks like? Or is it how many people can I partner with and scaling up the amount of money you're deploying? What What is the right answer? And is there a right answer or is it all of the above? Because we want to be profitable. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I, I think it just goes back to because I know there's going to be. Well, let me kind of rewind. And there's going to be people who are just getting started in their business or yeah. they're a year in or two years or whatever. And they're looking at people who they perceive are further along than they are. Yep. And they think may immediately think, well, that's the direction I need to be going. Yep. It gives, if, I think it gives them a target. It yeah. gives them, it gives them something to go to. But what I'll say on the flip side of that is like, if that doesn't interest you, yeah. if you're just doing it because you see someone else is being successful at it and mm-hmm. you think, well, that's the, that's where I need to take my business. It won't last for you. No. Because you have to be in it. Yep. It has to drive you. It has to make you excited. And if that's buying 2,000 coastal properties a year, then that's what you need to do, I guess. If, if that's what you like. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun for me to see guys go out. They, they, I think, well, let me stop and kind of get my, my thoughts are going faster than my mouth right now. There are some people that stick to a niche because that's where they're comfortable. I'm not telling you to do that to scale. I'm saying... Go after what really lights your fire. Not because you made money, you're going to be profitable, but start adding in those businesses, that parts of your business that really get you going. Is it chasing down a lot that you can put a cabin on and figuring out those ins and outs? Is it, you know, buying a piece of property and cleaning it up because you know what? You, you live in the area and you have a machine and you like driving your tractor. That's okay. There's no wrong way to do this, but be profitable. Yeah. I was thinking about that earlier because I think that's exactly what we talked about at lunch was cleaning up a property. Yeah. 
I mean, if we had if some that were close enough, I think it would be kind of fun to get out there for a you day. You just want to go. I think you'd do it once, yeah. maybe twice. Well, I said I think it'd be fun to get out there one time, and yeah. you know, if if it was that much fun, I guess it'd be okay to keep keep doing. But there's, you know, there's some aspect of getting out there and getting dirty and doing it yourself. Like we don't have the um, house flipping stuff where we get to go see the house yeah. and we get to talk to the contractors and demo day and all that, right? And that can be missed on things because then you're just sitting in the office all the time. Yeah. Getting th- out and playing on it could be fun. I'm thinking about every time I drove up to the damn duplex this past year, uh, I made money. Yeah. It looked good when it was done. It felt comforting. But on a Sunday afternoon when I went up to hang a mirror or change a light fixture just because I wanted it to look a certain way or I wasn't happy with the way something turned out so I was fixing it. Ugh. Yeah. Right. But you you hit you hit on something that I, I kind of wanted to expand on. You talked about at lunch, and we're talking about scale right now in this portion of the podcast but we were talking about is it okay to spend you know a little bit of money inside of a inside of your your deal and make more money with it so when you talk about deploying cash at scale if i buy a piece of property for 10 grand can i spend an extra 10 a thousand dollars on it if that thousand is going to bring back another five or six grand is it okay to make profit inside of your profit or investments inside of your investment that are going to compound the whole thing and make it worthwhile because i think we all like you talked about the story where i paid 2500 uh, for a, a piece of property and sold it for sixteen grand, if I could do that inside of a piece of property that I already did, hey, I'm going to pay twenty five hundred dollars and it's going to yield an extra sixteen grand back. Obviously, we do it. We're bragging about that story. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a no brainer at that point. I but, think there's a I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but it feels like in the land niche, there's so much people that are just like, no, you don't do anything to it. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't yeah. go do it. Yeah. There, they, don't take that as the hard fast rule. I think that. One of the things that's differentiated Casual Friday's thought process, ours, is that we don't say no because somebody told us no. We actually run it down and look at it. You know, if if I can't go east of the Mississippi, I mean, we heard that early on. Mm-hmm. You can't go east of the Mississippi. Why? What's well, attorney close? So have an attorney close it. Yeah. Um, or what you uh, don't use an agent. They don't know shit about land. I could tell you I've made plenty of money off agents using selling this land, and it's and it's. When we talk about scale, it's a lot easier to pay an agent for the work that they did after they've done it than it is to keep a VA on payroll that's English is kind of broken or not answering your calls, right? Or me answering the calls on Saturdays and Sundays. Hey, how do I get to this this piece of property? Hey, can you come meet me out here? Hey, do you know where the corners are? I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, if you can, I mean, adding that stuff into it, I mean, it's it's just a (laughs) no-brainer. I mean, it's like... There were so many things that we were told when we got started. And I think even early on casual, early on uh, this podcast, I think we were a little bit more because the whole, what's the word? The whole like um, show behind is like, you're a cash guy. I'm a cash flow guy. And, and we, we, at that point it kind of felt like neither one of us wanted to, I know it was for show, but it was like, we're not growing out of it. And if it's this transition over years and years, it's like, just do what makes you happy yeah. and, and if scaling and growing the subdivides and all that's the answer for you, then that's what you got to do. Does it make dollars? Does it make sense? You know, there's, and that's, and that's the thought process we want behind you here. And that's kind of the, the idea there is, there, there is proven equations at work. There are, uh, the, when you do your marketing, is it better to do a blind offer or a neutral letter? Both of them generate leads. Which one generates the hottest lead for you? Which one do you feel more comfortable in? Which one is less labor intensive for you? Because the least amount of labor spent there is brain power you can spend someplace else. So there is a, there are a lot of things sub niche or sub in the niche that are sub sub level talked about that 
everybody has an opinion about it. And in fact, it's an opinion. It worked for them, but you can always take that and tweak it a little bit. Is it good to use leverage? Is it good to not use leverage? Is it good to use other people's money? Is it good to use funding? Is it good to do this or that? It just depends on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never would have used leverage three years ago, and yeah. now that's all we're doing. <laughs> it's not all we're doing. We're, I mean, I mean when, it, when you look at subdividing, we, you know, well, for the most part. Right? Well, yeah, it's – but. And, and I and I, I want to clarify that because I don't want everybody to go, well, I got to do leverage because Adam said that's all we do. It's a, it's a tool to increase the cash on cash that we're putting out. So we're deploying some cash in there, but it's you're, you're able to make the same returns we do by deploying cash by by using leverage and getting into a bigger deal with a better quality asset. So you know there's there's tricks to that inside of that. You know lines of credit where people are using those to put that money down to where you're double leveraging and you're only paying a small fraction of it. So and, and your returns get higher. It's just a trick to leverage the amount of cash you actually have. Is there a risk involved with that? Yes. Is there, would I tell somebody that's never done a deal to go take a $100,000 line of credit and buy it on 10 properties? I, I just couldn't in good conscience do that just because I, I don't want somebody to get in trouble and lose their house or lose something like that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Any more? No, I mean, I, I think, last words? no, I think that that kind of gets us where we're going. You know, the idea behind this, the show was, you know, just because the mastermind that you're on on Facebook or the group, the forum, say this is the only way that can be done because that one person is telling you it's the only way it can be done, doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Uh, I, I'm imploring you or I'm challenging you to come into a lot of these deals with an open mind and look at what you can do. You know, we, we have not shied away from the fact that some of the mail counts have gone up uh, in some of the asset classes. So when you get a deal, is there a way to maximize it by adding a little bit more to the investment? Is there a way to make more money inside of that deal internally? Um, is there a way to make it more money on the exit, whether it is owner financing back out or a mortgage back out? Uh, no, is there is there certain things you can do to generate more off of it? Don't be pigeonholed because somebody told you the only thing you can do is buy for 30, for 30 cents on a dollar or 25 cents on a dollar and sell it for full price. Cool. All right. Very good. Uh, well, that's it for today. Then, as always, do us a favor. Go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like, follow, subscribe. And then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you next Friday. See you guys.